listening to the Cock and Bull Podcast. This is a weekly comedy and history podcast where each week my brother and I tell you a story with unbelievable characters, yet it is regrettably in some cases very, very true. This week we have somebody new. Why don't you speak up? Special guest! Surprise, surprise, surprise! AKA, Spencer and Nathan got really lazy and couldn't do research (laughs) for a couple weeks. So we needed to bring in someone willing to do our slave labor. I was going to say... So I was welcome to s- the pod cave, David Painter. Yes, thank you, thank you. Now, for my thank you for being slave labor, I decided I should decorate oh, my desk appropriately. Oh my god! Yes. Yes! Spencer, you can't see this. He's busted out a handful of Beanie Babies. A handful. <laughs> oh my god, they are decorating all parts of the cave now. Oh my god, this is amazing. Yes! yes. Some yes. of them are teeny. Some of them have Christmas hats. They're going to adorn the microphones. Yes, yeah, so those those can stay in the cave. Yes. Oh, those will those will help with sound dampening. He is just he is just he's going to act as sound dampener slash just chilling. He knows what's up. <laughs> he knows what's there. All uh, right. So in the meantime, are we familiar with what a gilder is? A gilder. Uh, Spencer. Uh, no, not in the slightest. Okay, so gilder is someone who just takes wooden crap and put gold on the outside. Well, that seems like a weird. It's a very normal thing. There was an entire age about it. People like this stuff. And back in Spain, in the mid-18th century, uh, there was a guy named Jose Benito de Goya y Franque. That was a long name, and I'm pretty sure you did it better than any of us have ever done a foreign name. Good work. I'm I'm retiring. It gets better. So, Jose (laughs) Benito de Goya y Franque and his wife Gracia de Lucientes y Salvador had a son named Francisco Jose de Goya y Lucientes. Jesus Christ. Cool. Okay, what was their dad's name? What was their grandpa's name? I just want to see if you can <laughs> nick, stick the dismount four Jose, times in a row. Jose, it's the easiest fucking name in Spanish, dude. Jesus. It's the God of one. Spanish. Jesus. Where were you for the Santa Ana episode? I just need you in the background. I was about just... to say <laughs> So, Francisco Jose de Goya y Lucientes, who we will normally just call Francisco Goya. Hold on now. Was born. Hold on now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that sounds like a name that I heard one time and should know, but don't. Yeah, so that's going to slightly register. And Jose was a gilder, so he was lower middle class, okay? Mm, I don't even like mm. the term middle class, but eh, petty bourgeois wasn't a thing yet. Nah. Marx wasn't born yet, so we're going to say lower middle class, okay? okay and he moved right. to Zaragoza, Spain to work in the Basilica de Santa Maria del Pilar, which Spencer, was just a big-ass to- church. Are you hearing how to fake like you sound like you know what you're talking about in the Spanish? Come on. I'm taking hey, notes. notes. I'm taking okay. notes. So he went there to guild, which meant like if Jesus' cross was a little too wood, he'd make it gold wood. <laughs> and that made a pretty good amount of money. I mean, ask Donald Trump. Putting gold on shit is profitable. It's very profitable. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Jose putting gold on shit made enough money that his kids kind of went to school. And his kid Francisco... Uh, decided to learn to paint. So he spent four years printing some stamps, learning to paint, and he got to study with a guy named Anton Rafael Mengs. And the thing about Mengs, and no, this is not a very racist Albert Pujols joke about him being the Meng. That is his last no. name. Okay. Um, okay. He was a very popular painter with the kings and queens of Spain. So Aren't those the same kings and queens that sent Columbus to us? Uh, you know, I'm looking more into the later kings and queens of Spain, so, uh, no, so this no, this is so way So the kings and queens of Spain's grandma and grandpa. grandpa. Yeah, I mean, well, no, this is, this is like their, their great-grandchild. I mean, Columbus was like 1492, dude. <laughs> if there's one thing we've learned about this podcast, Nathan doesn't do math. 
right. So anyway, um, that would get him into the Real Academia de Bellas Artes de San Fernando, which is just the San Fernando Art Academy in Madrid. See, just say it like that, dude. That's how we're comfortable. I, it's more we fun. Own... It's goddamn fun. This is España. They have a matadores and they do Spanish shit. So, and I will tell you that I want to make fun of Spain's Spanish all fucking day because these are the assholes. They have two types of you. They have normal you, which is two, and they have usted, which is formal you. Oh, I took three yep. years of high school Spanish yeah. that I forgot. So this is yep. like the European Sanskrit, except everybody you use a sted on is your bitch, or you're their bitch. <laughs> and, I mean, basically all of the Spanish-speaking countries that were conquered by them in the horrible colonialism, they looked at using the language themselves, they saw this usted, and they went... Yeah, fuck that. So Spain's the, Spain's the only one that does this. So we can make fun of Espanol. Well, well, they what? should have. <laughs> um, so anyway, Francisco was studying under Mengs, and the problem with that is that while Mengs was a really good end to get into art school, Mengs hated him. So That's a good relationship. Yeah, Rivalry is yeah. brewing. I like it. <laughs> it's yeah. awesome. So the problem he ran into is he couldn't get into school, he couldn't do anything in Spain, so... What do you do when you can't get into college? You need to fake it for your parents. Uh, you run it, away. It, yes, uh, yes, that. that's it. You run away to Rome and you draw some titties in Italy. I was gonna go with this plot of that one movie with Justin Long, where they make a fake college. That's kind of the same plot as Camp Nowhere. You know, this is sort of a fake college because he went there to learn to paint. Okay. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh. Spencer, I feel like, knows some people that went to art school. Spencer, get defended for me. <laughs> I know too many people that got useless degrees. Moving on. <laughs> uh, hey, now. So, 1771, he's down in Rome. He's learning to paint. And this he actually made some of his early famous works there. Uh, he was a famous uh, artist. We're going to call him an artist who mm. paints. We're not going to call him any other term. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't know why, and then it came Yeah, back. yeah, I know. We're going to call him an artist. He's a goddamn artist. And this artist learned to paint. And uh, his famous works were the Sacrifice de Pan and the Sacrifice to Vesta. Um, basically, when you went to Rome to paint, you just painted old Greek mythology crap. Uh, and Not those Jesus. Are, yeah, those are really, really big. He made a lot of money selling art on the street, and he got pretty good. So Wait, then he, selling art on the street? Yeah. Like you do a pizza? Basically, yeah. But you can't eat the art. I mean, you can, but it doesn't taste very good. No, 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 and no. Very okay. a lot of value uh, that yeah, not not a healthy endeavor. I wish. Yeah, no. I wish that was <laughs> I wouldn't still recommend a, it. Kind of wish that was still a <laughs> career option to stand on the street and give away my art. Now I just have to post. I, on... You know, I mean, this was the 1700s. You could stand on the street and sell any damn thing as long as someone bought it. It's pretty true. You could wrap gold around something and sell uh, it. That it's true. That opens up so many fun things. Yeah. <laughs> Balloon animals. <laughs> Guys Please selling their poop. You know, yeah. Uh, basically, every day was a really bad fair with no Ferris wheel. I was I was literally so. going to say, I feel like all of this spirit is alive in carnivals, and it's just the shitty things nobody wants to yeah, buy on the street. Yeah, yeah. It is very carny I will tell you that this story is not about funnel cakes. Damn it! Is it about the weird <laughs> characters where it's you and no, you got a giant head? It is not that. Damn it! I thought Goya invented that. <laughs> so he went back to Zaragoza, able to paint, and he started painting frescoes, which were big at a time. You took well, wet plaster, you painted on some watercolor, it dried, and you went, whoopsie, I can't take the paint off. Oh, I did that on purpose. And <laughs> Yeah, so that's what a fresco is. He did those in a bunch of churches and crap. Yeah. And he found another teacher who could have gotten him into the San Fernando Art Academy. His name was Francisco Bayou. 
I, they need to stop having the same name because they're all the same person to me yeah. in my head right now. I was say everybody and, had uh, Frisco. The thing about Francisco Vayu is not only did Goya hit it off with him as a teacher-student, he made really good friends with him. And he did what all good friends do. Mm. He married his friend's sister. Ah, mm. That's how I remember Goodwill Hunting going. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, so he married his sister. Uh, basically, Bayou could not deny him anymore. His sister had been a little pissed off. His sister's name was Peppa. That's not really relevant to anything, but it sounds like Peppa Pig, so it's awesome. Uh, and he finally got into school. And there, he started getting commissioned to do a series of tapestry cartoons for the War- Royal Tapestry Factory. So he was going to start making pretty good money. And he got really, really good at doing some art. He also got really good at etching. Uh, one of his other works that happened while he was in school is called The Garreted Man. And this is when things started getting a little dark. It was black and white. It was a very sad painting. Mm. Usually you pretty well did Impressionism and mythology, and it was very bright like you learned in Rome. But he did The Garreted Man. That, so, when you say garreted, I just imagine playing Hitman and just piano wiring, just, <laughs> yeah. Anger. Anger yeah. choking. Um, and I also, I mean, I think of like Garrison. I, I, it was just a dude in a chair. I'm not quite sure what the meaning was. Mm, but okay. it's a very, very creepy name. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was also starting to really make ends with the royal family, but people were taking pot shots at him because he got kind of sick. Mm. And as he got worse with his sickness, uh, people were really trying to like say, hey, he can't paint, he sucks. And he would get really, really tired because he'd paint like 10 feet uh, tall paintings. And so what he started saying was, my feelings about my illness, those what let me paint. Oh, yeah. he's a little bit of an emo kid. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's very, very, very emo. Uh, so anyway, I, he started painting. He painted a church in Madrid, and that got him appointed into the Royal Academy of Fine Art, which is where you really start painting for the Royal Academy. He is climbing the ladder and the painter the ladder. ladder. The, and yes, remi- and remind up. me, we know, we know he's we know he's a bit of a we know he's a bit of an emo kid right now. Is he like? Is he? Did I get this right? Is he like sickly too? Is he just a very very sickly, yes, gangly looking man? He's very sickly. Mm. Uh, he's getting headaches all the time. He's okay, so listening to blood, the Or he's going deaf. It's it's not not so I, good. I cannot wait to see where Spanish Trent Reznor is going. This is going to be good. Let's, <laughs> yes, let's see yes. it. Oh yes. Uh, he paints a portrait uh, portrait now, and this is what all the kings and queens they like portraits. He mm. paints one for the Count of Florida Blanca. And uh, I know Florida. Yeah, well, this is Florida Blanca. Oh, white Florida. <laughs> yeah, I know Florida Blanca. <laughs> I've been to regular Florida. Oh, and that gets him in where Crown Prince Don Luis makes buddy-buddy with him. And he's called Crown Prince because he's son of the king, King Charles III. Uh He's not in line for the crown. Uh, But that gets Goya hired in as a painter for Charles III. So now he has finally come up to where he's equaled Mengs. He's one of the royal painters. He's doing real good. But there is a single painter that always towers above them all for a royal family. When Charles III dies and Charles IV becomes king, he promotes him to first court painter. Oh, shit! Yeah! Upgrade! He's way upgraded. Uh, At this time, he's almost completely deaf. And uh, I don't know if you guys have learned uh, how to look at a map since you've had trouble with geography before. No. (laughs) Never tried. I mean, I've tried. uh, 
I'm trying. I can never find out which way is north on a map. My kid that's has always, a map, that's my like, a, like a map on the wall of yeah. all the. No, I just ignore it. Well, intentionally. most people know Europe, so Spain is on a peninsula with Portugal, and there's another country bordering it. Now I'm gonna need you to explain to me what a peninsula is. Uh, I'm, I'm joking. I'm, yeah, yeah, it's a thing. It's in the water. I got you. <laughs> okay, so on the other side of the peninsula is France. And oh, we know about them. Yeah, we know about them. We know about them around 1790. You Wait know, a minute. Some ladies asking people to make cakes. Wait a minute. Things were happening. Everybody kind of lost their head in a big old party. Oh, shit. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Um, oh, now, Spain it. Spain was a little settled down. Uh, Spain was not going through the French Revolution. Really? <laughs> Spain wasn't going through the French Revolution? Yes. No. No one was saying let them eat cake in Spain. No, it was uh, let them eat tamales. But as Goya completely went deaf... He made friends with a Spanish prime minister, Manuel de Godoy. And the prime minister is the guy who's in charge of the king's army. So he's a big freaking deal. Well, yeah, he's got the guns. <laughs> uh, Godoy had more than one friend, shockingly. And one of his other friends was a guy named Napoleon Bonaparte. Fuck! Oh, oh no, nope. callback. Callback. Damn it! It's not a callback! We, we talked about him Unless last Unless you released him chronologically, in which case it's exactly a callback, but I feel like I just talked about him four seconds ago. Uh, now, Napoleon really wanted to do some things over to Portugal because they yeah! were buddy-buddy with England. Mm-hmm. He did. So Godoy and Napoleon started marching over to Portugal for the War of the Oranges. <sighs> now, while he was marching over for the War of the Oranges... Uh, Godoy's most famous not dark painting was made. It was La Maja de Nuda, and it was famous because it was the first totally nude Western art that was life size. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, so we made uh, like a like a nude lady painting. Yeah, yeah. Like a this, sex doll. No, the position of this thing it is very much like paint me like one of your French girls, Jack. Mm. It was very, very naked. Okay, so Napoleon is marching across Spain. Yeah, Napoleon is marching across Spain. A place that he admittedly doesn't like very much. Yeah, Because he did call it the Spanish ulcer. Yeah. A lot. But but he's he's very good friends with the prime minister. With the guy painting the naked ladies. Yeah, I would be too. No, no, no. (laughs) The guy who's friends with the guy painting the naked ladies. Sure. All right. Whatever you got to do to get the life-size <laughs> naked ladies. We don't have the internet back then. Napoleon does what he has to do. Uh, shortly after the War of the Oranges, uh, Charles IV is not long for this world. And he's got some detractors in the royal family, as does Godoy. So, 1808, up comes Ferdinand VII. That's a lot of Ferdinands. Yeah. Uh, so, Ferdinand VII replaces Charles IV in 1808, and he gets rid of Godoy in 1808. And Godoy is friends with Napoleon, and Napoleon is kind of this... He's a prototype for American foreign policy. Mm-hmm. So when you get rid of Napoleon's friend, good things don't happen. No. No, not so really. So Ferdinand VII... What's up? Yeah, no, not... <laughs> Uh, Ferdinand VII, his rule starts in 1808, his rule ends in 1808. That's a quick one. That's that, yeah. That's one of the, That's what we like to call a bit of a bit of a quickie, a little in and out. That was a little, little <laughs> boop boop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How you do? <laughs> uh, so Napoleon just sticks his brother Joseph in charge. Oh, that went well. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, Goya tried to remain neutral. He was like, I'm not getting in on this. I don't want anything to do with this. Um, I'm just painting. And so he's falling deeply into depression. Uh, now, like that, he's that, painting that, all kinds of things that weren't released until after Napoleon kind of collapsed. What, the um, B-sides? The, the Goya B-sides. B-sides. The Goya B-sides. Uh, they were like, there was also very famous paintings, uh, the Trials of War, things like that. Uh, in 1812, his wife died, so he's getting even more depressed. He is about to hit peak Morrissey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then 1814, the House of Bourbon takes back over France, and Ferdinand II comes back. Why not? Yeah. And if you remember Ferdinand II, he wasn't a friend of Godoy. Mm-hmm. That also meant he wasn't really a friend of Goya. So Goya tried to remain neutral. It's probably why it wasn't executed. But Ferdinand was not a fan. So Goya kind of lost his painting job in 1814. Aww. Now, can you lose a painting job? Or do you just... I mean, you just keep painting. Yeah. They can't stop you. That's true. You keep painting, yeah, but, but you nobody, nobody pays you for it. grapes from servants or whatever the shit. Oh, yeah. well, yeah. that's important. <laughs> um, so then in 1819, he finds a house... That is named after the nearest farmhouse, which was also belonging to a deaf guy. So he found La Quinta del Sordo, which is the house of deaf man. He probably went, oh, oh that's my destiny. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And inside there, he just hermits for years. And as he's hermiting, he makes his very most famous paintings. They're called the black paintings. Are they? Because, he... spoiler alert, people, I kind of Googled the dude. Yeah. Halfway through. Jesus Christ, what was going on in his brain? Uh, yeah, so that's that's a real fun thing. Um, <laughs> that's Jesus. the most famous. That's the most famous painting. Uh, that is called the Son of, or Mercury Devours Saturn His Son. Saturn Devouring His Son? Yeah. Holy Christ. This, this is, uh, this now, is a lot to I take have in. a theory there, too. There was a... Oh, I have no internet here to, to look up the name. I can MiFi you. Okay. Well, there's a name of a, a French guy, that legend from about 100 years before Goya, who kept eating crap. Like, could not stop eating rocks and everything. Pica. His name was Pica. If uh, I know anything about this I podcast, just... it's that we name things after the people that did it. Yeah. This, so anyway, okay. that guy this got fucked. admitted to, like, a hospital because he couldn't stop eating and then he went missing, and they found all of the blood banks empty and a toddler empty. So that's... Whoa, whoa, nope, stop, stop. Yeah, toddler Just missing, I mean. Stop. Spencer? Yeah? I don't know if I'm going to get out of this podcast alive. This is... He's talking about people, blood banks going missing and toddlers going missing. This is some fucking cursed shit I'm looking at. I, just, I, feel, like, I feel like my soul I has know. been captured in these paintings. And this is... Okay, did we terrifying. Did we clarify that these black paintings were painted onto the walls of his home? I, yeah. What? They were painted all over the walls, and they were not for public consumption. Nope. <laughs> and just about every painting ever made has a name and a description, and that's what I'm getting at. The one that's called Mercury Devours His Son, before you got too excited. Saturn. Ne- Saturn Devours His Son, was never credited. So it's widely assumed that it was painted after that legend, but there's nothing saying it wasn't the French guy that ate the toddler. What? (laughs) There's some other nasty ones in there. Uh, There's tons! Yeah, they're dark. They're dark. Uh, And these paintings are really his magnum opus. 
He died before they were discovered. Uh, he actually died a few years after he was done painting them. He moved in with one of the servant ladies from the palace and then just died. Um, but these paintings are widely considered to be the inspiration for Pablo Picasso, Vincent van Gogh, Edvard Munch, oh. just anything remotely expressionist. Um... And by expressionist, you do mean stuff that involves goblins whispering in people's ears. Yeah, that's, there's, there's yep, a lot of that. Half of this. There's a lot of yep. that. Um, but, like, when you see Picasso, you know, doing the shapes, you see Van Gogh doing, uh, like, Starry Night, uh, when you see Edvard Munch doing the Scream, Green. that that's all, you know, predecessors from Pre- this. Th- so that was all Our successors. based on... The crazy murder paintings a guy did on his wall as he went insane. Yes, yes. Uh, he had a cool. very, very high arc. He went deaf and had constant headaches mid-high arc, and oh he fell God. hard from grace and just yeah. painted anger on walls. This is just absurd. I feel like Sloth People. from the Goonies makes 17 appearances in these paintings. He's just like a little extra. We've told <laughs> you the Google stuff before. Just Google Goya, G-O-Y-A, no context. Yep. 14 of these. The first thing that shows up is a weird-ass donkey dude, and that's the most normal thing you're going to see the rest of the time. (laughs) Oh, It's just bats and goblin people. God, this is just... What the fuck is wrong with this dude? Oh, there's like a floor layout. He was gone. On his Wikipedia page, there's a floor layout of just where all these paintings were in his house, and I'm just... Oh, this is a fucking house of horrors. This is absurd. What the fuck is wrong? <laughs> Why don't they tell you this? Yeah. So. Why does he look like Benjamin Harrison or some other weird-ass founding father? I expect him to look crazier than that. Yeah, no. No, he looked totally normal. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is That house is terrifying. So that, that terror house is the masterpiece of Francisco Goya. Is it still there? Uh, I think it's dilapidated, and they took some paintings out from museums. And it's took well paintings gone. out? He painted them on the damn walls! Yeah, they, like, removed the walls. Well, oh, okay. the layer of the walls. A little bit? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's not terrifying. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay, guys. Well, we've learned our lesson. Painter is exiled from the pod cave. We will not bring this <laughs> necromonomicon back into you again That's until we get lazy and decide not to research again. It's too fucking late. We're already cursed. I just, I, I can't. Mean, yeah, I feel like it's the goddamn ring. <laughs> Shit. Oh, God. Well, Who thank is you Saturn and why does he have to devour his son like that? I just, and why does it all look like Gollum? It's, all right, you've been listening to the Conquerable Podcast. Uh, we are it's a weekly comedy history podcast. Every week, every Wednesday, you can catch a new episode. We'd like to thank Dripless Pony Club for allowing us to use the song They Were Buffalo on the Ark. It's off the album Cholera. You can stream that anywhere you'd like. It's a great song by a great band with great albums. They don't play enough shows. Maybe if you write them letters, they'll play more shows near my house. That would be nice. Uh, you can if also you write them letters, they'll definitely let you use their song for a podcast. That's true. They're very amicable. And also, uh, if you write nice reviews for us on iTunes, we'll play a show next to your house. I'm, I'm already also, signing Nathan up for it. I'll do it. Goya painted something called Two Old Men Eating Soup. Google that. And then try and sleep tonight. You don't eat soup. Two Old Men Eating Soup. That doesn't sound like nightmare fodder, does it? It is. Jesus God. Jesus God in heaven. All right, well, this has been a very unholy episode. And, uh... And we hope you'll catch us next week. Bye!
Bye.